You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I am your host, Michelle Dosbert, and I'm super excited today because today I got five on it. (laughs) I got five on it today, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are going to celebrate me sitting in this space for the last five years. Every first and third Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have been bringing the conversations, the discussions, the chats, the talks with you. And I'm so thankful that you spend time with us every time, every time we've been here. I've had the distinct privilege and honor to talk to so many incredible people from Uh, therapists for mental health to financial management and wealth to marketing to PR people to women who are doing great things in corporate America to DJs to artists to songwriters to producers Grammy nominated folks I've talked to Grammy nominated people here on the platform so today I'm super excited Um, I could not do this without you so I thank you guys for taking the time for leaning in for listening for sharing for commenting, for just being a part of the journey. Um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to Status Network, who has been holding me down for the past five years. I could not do this without them. So thank you, Jack. Thank you, Ned. Thank you, everybody that's been the Status Network team that has been allowing me to put out a quality show time after time. I couldn't do it without those guys. So with, without further ado, I'm not going to bore you. Maybe I'll say some more uh, thank yous towards the end. I got some anxious, beautiful, Beautiful, talented guests that want to get it in and start having some conversations with me. Today's topic, the ladies who sing part two. Yes, part two. My part one was back in 2019 when I talked to Julie McKnight and Dawn Tallman. We had a blast. And the thing about it was Julie surprised me because I thought she was going to call in from North Carolina. She was in Atlanta and came in and shared the space with me. And it was just a great afternoon of conversation. And so today is part two. And I know I got a lot of new listeners because these women are dynamic and and phenomenal and they got followers and people that love them and support them so let me tell the people a little bit about what real chicks rock is all about we're all about the empowerment of women and we have been doing this through creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness about issues that impact women we do it through community service um, public speaking, mentoring, events, and the arts. And so, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is five years of doing it at this desk. Well, in in this format for five years. And so we're excited, super excited. So today, I like to introduce my ladies because these ladies, they can sing, y'all. They like to sing. So my I got Tasha LeRae and T. Divinity Smith as my guests. Hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> yes. Hi, ladies. How are y'all? All is well. All is yeah. well. Look at those big, beautiful smiles. You ladies are just as excited to talk to me as I am to talk to you. Right? <laughs> you know it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's get it in. Let's start ch- chopping this up. Let me start with you, Tasha. Where are you from? Where are you from? I Born and raised Omaha, Nebraska. Is that right? They got black folks out there in Omaha. They do, and it's still some more people. When I moved away, <laughs> I didn't bring them all with. Me. <laughs> how, how 
was it growing up in Omaha for you? Was it? Tell me a little bit about that life for you. So it was compared to Atlanta, it was much slower, which I actually appreciate now. Mm. Um, but um, but it was really cool. You know, I had a neighborhood of friends and, you know, group of friends that we grew up basically together. So same people you went to high school to elementary, you know, you went to middle school, high school together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still friends with a lot of those folks even till today. Okay. Um, but once I got to high school, my my experience around folks became very, very diverse. Mm. Um because more the more people were coming from like the Air Force base, which wasn't so far away. Mm-hmm. So we were having a large mix of people from around the world mm-hmm. who were in school. And, you know, it took several years later, about a decade later, I realized that that was something that helped prepare me for international travel mm-hmm. and the lifestyle that I have now. So, um, so yeah, it was a really cool place to be. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Georgia, it was a whole nother story. <laughs> Do you get a chance to go back home often or how, you know? Um, I, I At first I didn't, um, but for the f- past couple of years, I've been going back um, to visit family because I still have like an aunt and my dad still lives there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I go and check on them because they're getting older and more and more stubborn by the day. So they don't want to tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. So you just got to go put your eyes on to make sure you're okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. But yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. I get a chance to go back every once in a while. Awesome, awesome. Divinity, my love. Where are, you, where are you from? Where are you from? Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, born and raised. Mm, loving the D, loving the D. Yeah. Uh huh. Tell me what it was like for you as a child growing up in Detroit. Um, my childhood was kind of quiet, I would say. Um, really? I yeah. I you know I lived in a neighborhood where all of the children around me went to the neighborhood schools, and I did not. So I just always kind of stayed to myself. Um, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of, I was also um, trained to play the violin when I was very young. So I would be inside practicing or working on schoolwork or talking with my my parents or that kind of thing. So um, I didn't really interact with a lot of the children in my neighborhood, but I did have a lot of school friends. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's uniquely strange because Detroit is, it's considered a big city, right? Yes, when you think it is. so, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And with the Motown, so I went to side, private school. You went, I to, went to private school. I went to school in the suburbs, mm-hmm. so you know that put me in a different category as far as they were concerned. I so. got you. I it got is, you. It is. It is. But like, is. like Tasha mentioned, those experiences of being around so many culturally diverse um, people have really helped me in my um, my later years. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate my college, my um, private school education, yeah. my all-girls Catholic school, high school oh, is, education. Is that right? I didn't appreciate it then, <laughs> but I appreciate it now. <laughs> you know, Tasha, I, um, uh, Divinity, I too am a former violinist. I played the violin when I was a young girl too. So I played up until junior high school and then when I went to high school, they didn't have an orchestra, so I had to give it up. But I did have an opportunity to play at Carnegie Hall. And I was like, oh, yeah, with an orchestra. It was It was like no greater feeling in the world to do that. I'm telling you. So very emotional day that day because you felt the spirit of other musicians that had been in that space. So it was a it was a phenomenal thing. So I want to ask you, Divinity, when what type of music did you listen to? Even though you went to all girl Catholic school, yes, and we appreciate the diversity. What kind of music were you listening to then? Diverse, everything. Uh, so you know, I wasn't really. Um, 
just listened to everything. My brother was in the house at the time, and uh, he listened to all kinds of things from George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelics mm-hmm. to Chicago and Steely Dan and Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. all of that. And so that's, to be real honest, that's still where I live. I'm mm-hmm. a classic rock girl through and through. Yeah. Um, you get in my car now, and I got on the 70s station. Yeah. I'm jamming to the 70s yeah. music. and. Yeah. I'm singing things that people have never heard before. And they're like, where did she come from? But that's what I grew up on. Um, and also a lot of um, classical music, really. Yeah, you know, playing nice. the violin. Mm-hmm. There were certain pieces that I just loved and I would listen to. So mm-hmm. I grew up listening to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did and you... And it all. So were you singing along with the music at that time? Is that Absolutely. when this... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I remember getting dressed for school in the morning with my mom. And the station we would listen to played a lot of Beatles. And so mm. I would be singing right along with the Beatles. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember it clearly. Yeah. You, can you give me a little Michelle? Mother? That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, my mom said she named uh-huh. me after that song. So uh-huh. that's what it is. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, love that Divinity, song. for that little hum. Tasha, tell me, what type of music were you listening to out there? In out there in the West, hmm? in the West. so it was a combination of mostly gospel music. Um, because I grew up, um, first it was, um, it was well, we grew up Christian, but there's different sub things. I'm trying Methodist, that's the one okay. we grew up Methodist and then switched to like AME and then Baptist and then non denominational. Okay, so uh, but but the majority of it was was gospel music and then also, um like a lot of Motown mm-hmm. and um, and when we did listen to the radio station, it was extremely diverse. So then that's when I got to hear a lot of soft rock music. And I feel you on like, I love soft rock music. Mm-hmm. Like, I love listening to level 42. Yeah. 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 Star child, star child and something about you in the eighties. Yeah. For level 42. Yeah. They're awesome. Yes, absolutely. So, but like uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, Saturday mornings, they were blasting as loud as possible while we were cleaning the house. Um, You know, and then Sundays it was Mahalia Jackson and Yolanda Adams. Mm. Um, So it's a a nice mix of stuff. My mom had a wonderful record collection. Awesome. So when were you always singing with the songs, Tasha, for you? You were singing that time? Always. And it started with my mom when I was really, really young. Um, because my, my mom sings, so I picked it up from her first, and then the more we listened to the radio, um, I started singing along to Yolanda Adams and Mahalia Jackson. So I was like two, three, or three, four years old, walking around talking about "Will Be Done" and try to have a vibrato at three years old. It's kind of funny. <laughs> can you do? Can you do that again? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I felt that. I thought James Cleveland was coming to you for a minute. <laughs> you so silly, Tasha. Oh my God. Did you did you always know you wanted to sing? Um, I did. I've always been interested in it. And um I remember hearing at um my Sunday school, um, my teachers would say, you know, they'd be like, She she's gonna be a singer. Mm. I re- for some reason I don't remember a whole bunch of stuff, but I remember that. 
Um, and then the older I got, the more involved I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I saw Lauren Hill in Sister Act 2 mm-hmm. that I was like, I actually want to do this as a career. Because that was the first time I saw somebody who looked like me um, and they were singing and they were on the other side of the television. So mm-hmm. I was like, how do I get inside this TV box? <laughs> um, and so that was my thing starting in high school. Um, I had my own insecurities that I was dealing with. And mm-hmm. so for a long time, I didn't want anybody to know I sang because it seemed like that would be the only reason why they wanted to hang around me. Ah. Um, but once I got older and came into my own and, you know, got a lot more confidence and then I just turned into, I want to sing. And these are the reasons why. So I'm going for it. Mm, beautiful story. Beautiful story. D- Divinity, did you know you always wanted to sing? No. <laughs> I'll take that answer. Um, I'll take I, it. You know, I, I, I've always loved to sing, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, initially my focus was, like I said, on the violin. I, I learned to, to play when I was very little. Um, I learned through what was called the Suzuki method. I was like three or four, maybe. And they taught my mom and my mm-hmm. mom in turn taught me. That was how the, the program worked. So I, when I say I grew up playing the violin, I did. And I, you know, I wasn't wild about it, but that was what my parents wanted me to do. And that was what I did. So I played through high school. Right. And then when I felt like I was old enough to make a decision, I put that thing down. <laughs> I always wanted to take voice lessons, but I never really thought that I would be a singer. So mm. um, songwriting. Yeah. Cause poetry has always been a go-to for me, but not necessarily a singer. Mm. So why did you pursue it then? If you didn't think that was something you I think it pursued me. I think it pursued me. I always sang like, you know, I was never really shy about singing. Uh-huh. But I remember being um, I was like the the class jukebox on the bus. So like I said, I went to private school, mm. so I would take a bus to school and it would take us a while to get out there. And so people would be like, you know, this song, sing this song. And I would sing it, you know, do mm. all the beats and all of the wow. stuff. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I've always done that kind of thing. Um, and I even helped to establish a gospel choir at my school. Nice. But in terms of being a um, professional vocalist, no, I, I did not see that one coming. Did you? Do you remember your first professional uh, experience, Divinity? You remember the first time you sang professionally? Um, I remember my first studio experience was with Terrence Parker when I was like in high school. Um, And um, my first professional gigs, I want to say we're at a club in Canada. Mm. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but um, I was just releasing music on Women on Wax and Minx was playing at this um, club regularly. And she asked me to um, come and perform. And that was my first performance in front of a, a crowd um, my first like big performance was um, seven one eight sessions for Danny Cribbett. Mm. Yeah. The the heavies, you just came out the box, right. right? With the heavies, right? Shouts out to DJ Minx, right? Shouts out to her. You just just boom, just came out with the heavies. Is that well, what we're that's doing? That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Find a way had just come out, and people were just raving about it. Danny loved it. And it was for his birthday. And we were, I had just met him in Miami and um, we were just promoting Find a Way. And he was like, I want you to come perform. And I was like, oh my 
God. Thank you, Danny. Now what do I do? Thank you, Danny. Like you go to New York and you perform. That's, that's right. You Thank you, Danny. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that show. And you haven't you haven't looked back since. I haven't looked back since. What it's a, been a blessing. What a thing. What a thing. Tasha, tell me, why why singing for you? Right? You've been singing, you have some insecurities, but you you know, you didn't want people to know that you were re- really actually sing could sing. And then mm-hmm. you got over that. So why did you pursue it if you felt a little bit hmm? Not comfortable in the skin you were in at the time. Um, actually, for the same reason why I was nervous about it, mm-hmm. um, I used it as a way to help me overcome my insecurities, mm-hmm. and it was more of a part of my personal journey. And then, as I, I was working, you know, like a regular nine to five, as I was trying to write and mm-hmm. you know get music out and stuff, and I was meeting people who pick careers because they had responsibilities. Um, some of them pick careers because they were afraid, mm-hmm. but they really wanted, they were passionate about something else. So at lunchtime or on our breaks, they would talk about how this thing they were so passionate about, they would just light up talking about it, mm-hmm. but felt like they couldn't pursue it. Right. And as I continued to sing, I wanted my music to stand for that. I wanted it to be something that could help someone else to find the courage to just go for whatever is in your heart. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to let go of the responsibilities you have, but you make room for what's pa- what you're passionate about because you have it in you for a reason. Mm-hmm. We don't all know what that reason is, but it's in you. Just like how Davini was saying, like music sought her out, singing mm-hmm. sought her out. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason for it all. And we don't know what it is, but we owe it to ourselves and the people that this music is going to serve to figure it out. I got you. I got you. You remember your first performance, your first professional performance? That's okay. So professional, that means I got paid for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something, something like that. I forgot to mention that part. Okay. So, all right. So let me, let me taper that. Let me say, at least in front of a large audience of people, maybe the money came down the road another time. But you remember that first experience, Tasha? I do. I do. My very first, like the biggest show I'd ever done first time, um, I had just started touring with Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. And we were doing a tour in Australia. And uh, actually, this particular part, we were in um, New Zealand. And we played this space. It was called Rotorua. We were in Rotorua, and it's this big arena where they play soccer and all that other stuff there were like maybe 50 60 000 people out there now if you ask more people in the band the number keep getting bigger <laughs> but it was so many people at one time it's far like if you just stood on stage and looked out as far as your eyes would let you see mm. all you saw was people Mm-hmm. And I just remember being on stage like, we got to sing in front of all of you <laughs> at the same time. And I was like, OK. And this was my this is my first major gig with them, by the way. Ooh. We had done like two smaller shows. And then this was the first one. I was yeah. just like, wow, OK, this is what we're doing. We just jump on stage and go for it. <laughs> How did you get with them? How did you get with the rest of development? You know, I was I was at a um it was kind of like this little, maybe a chicken and wing spot or whatever. Uh-huh. Wing spot on, um, off of, who was that? Langford Parkway. So it was wow. over in that area. Yeah. And a friend of mine was singing for a show that her church was putting on. And she called me. She said, hey, girl, can you come sing background for me? I'm doing this church thing or whatever. And I was like, sure, I ain't doing nothing. Left my little <laughs> apartment, drove on over there and sang background for her. And speech, the um, 
leader of Arrested Development, the co-founder, he was DJing there. And so I didn't know at the time. So I just went, we were having a good time. I sang background for her. And then a few other people jumped up and they were singing songs that didn't have, they didn't have background singers. So me and my friend jumped up and we started singing background for them. And we're just having a great time. Um, I went home that day. And the next day I woke up to an email from speech Mm. asking me if I'd be interested in auditioning. And I was like, who, this real? I didn't give him my email address. <laughs> this, you know, I didn't know if I could believe it, but I didn't know that speech knew the girl I sang background. Right, for. right. And so she sent him my information, and he reached out, and so I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'm interested in auditioning." Meanwhile, I'm freaking out. And um, yeah, a couple months later, I did the interview. I mean, the audition, and then a couple months after that, I was on the road with him. Wow. What a story. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what, a, what a story. Tasha, is there, is there, you like singing with the group versus singing by yourself? Pros or cons? Which, what do you like? Either one? Does it matter? First What's, of all, I love this question. Okay. Um, I love singing with a group. Yes. Because there's so many other people on stage to look at. Mm. that it makes your insecurities kind of, you know, they they kind of level out. You're yeah. like, they people ain't looking at me. They're yeah. watching somebody else, you know. Yeah. So it takes the pressure off. But I do enjoy singing by myself because I sing music that I write and those lyrics are more meaningful yeah. for me. Yes. And then I can one-on-one really connect with my audience in a different way. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you're the only person on stage. So everybody is looking you and they're paying attention to everything. Mm. So it's like terrifying at the same time, but I embrace the whole part of it. So I appreciate being able to be with a group of people and to be able to be creative with them and, you know, travel all around the world and stuff. But I also love and appreciate being able to sing as a solo artist. And I'm doing more of that now Mm -hmm. than before. Mm -hmm. Awesome stuff. Tasha, let me bounce. I mean, Divinity, let me bounce to you. Divinity, you we were talking in the green room segment about some of the people that said, um, hi, <laughs> uh, pass it on to me. Is there anybody that you would like to collaborate with um, from a singing perspective that you've not done so before? Oh, Ooh, was that a heavy question? Tasha. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> Tasha's I'm totally, one. I'm, I'm totally open for, for the possibilities, you know, um, the only person that I really sung with is is Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, we did mm-hmm. a duet together. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, 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 hey, there are a lot of people that I look up to um, as artists. Yeah, and um, too many to even start naming off. So mm-hmm. any of those people, I am completely open singing with, writing with, writing for, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, down totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to working in a group? I think I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've not, I've not done that since like um, high school and I mentioned um, the gospel choir that I was a part of, mm-hmm. but yes, that would be something rather new for me. Um, even as a, a vocalist, when I perform live, I'm still just solo with, you know, with background singers, but to be a part of a group would be a totally different dynamic. I'd be open to that. You'd be open to that. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. You um, mentioned Stephanie as a singer that you've worked with. Name some of the dope producers you've had an opportunity to work with. 
Um, uh, okay. Uh, the beginnings were Piranha and Minx, mm-hmm. uh, Piranha Head and DJ Minx. Mm-hmm. That's where I started mm-hmm. with Women on Wax. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've done a lot of different songs with Piranha Head. Um, I've worked with Andy Compton. I've mm-hmm. worked with Charles Webster. Mm-hmm. I've worked with Louis Vega. Mm. I've worked with um, Jose Caritas. I've worked with quite a few people in the house industry. And then I've also um, been blessed enough to also do some collaborations with people outside of house music. I just had um, a duet actually with Piranha Head and myself and Fonte, a singer from um, the Foreign, Foreign Exchange. Exchange. Love yeah. them. Yes. Uh, we just did um, a, a song that was on Zoe and Tall Black Eyes latest release. Nice. And um, yeah, I just, I've, I've been blessed to work with Lenubian. I've nice. been working with um, Carmen Rogers. Yes. So yeah, I'm 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 good with that. All I'm, the I'm people. Very, I'm very grateful for all of those opportunities. A lot of dope artists you've worked with, Divinity. Mm-hmm. Congratulations you know, and, on and, that. And gosh, help me. Ooh, ooh. I'm working with Josh Milan. I oh, mean, that's like what they, he's <laughs> producing my album. You know? Yes. I, you know, so I was trying to say the same. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to not say it. Yes. Um. So I have really been blessed. I really, really have. Shouts out to Josh Milan. I think that's where you and I met Divinity in Greece for his 50th birthday. I think we met before then. We did Um, in Atlanta to have in-depth conversation, but at um, House in the Park for sure. Okay, but um, Josh's event, his birthday event in um, in Greece, is when we really got a chance to sit down and really chop it up. So yeah. That was nice. Wasn't that nice? Amazing. That was gorgeous. I had a good time. (laughs) Great time. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. You should turn uh, 50 again. (laughs) (laughs) I had him on my show too. Thank you, Josh, for being a guest as well. Um, (laughs) Is there a producer that you haven't worked with, Divinity, that you'd like to work with? Is there anybody else that you'd like to work with? You know what? At Jazz knows that he is um, on my radar. That's heavy. I have, yeah. I have told him I am manifesting him. And so as yeah. soon as he as soon as soon he gets on board, Ooh. it's going to happen. And he's like, yes, it's going to happen. So yeah. that's all I need. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. You would do some great work with that, that one. Wow. That's an oh, awesome yeah. one. Awesome. Tasha, for you, you got a favorite singer or two you'd like to la, 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 la. Yes, well, definitely Omar. Um, mm. This is literally written on my vision board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love his Ooh. voice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you got to keep um, your hands to yourself when you're singing with him now, girl. Cause he, oh, I know. I'm just going to put him in, in my pocket. your pocket. Yeah, you can't be. Yeah, because he be hitting them notes and it's a, it's a rap. He'll sing, sing to you. And that's you. It's over. It's, it's done. Yeah. So I'll just put my hands in my pocket. Um, I'll wear leggings and dresses with pockets and I'll be fine. Okay. 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 So Omar, anybody else from on the producer side? Um, producer side, I would love to work with black coffee. Mm, very I just, nice. I really would love to do that. Um, yeah, that's, one major one, yeah. Awesome. We got to get you out there. We got to sing in mm-hmm. South Africa so you can do it. Right. So, so talk to me, Tasha, life during the pandemic, what what are you doing differently? I mean, we're starting to ease up a little bit now. People are getting a vaccination, whatever. Things mm-hmm. starting to feel like people are tired of being in. It's been a year. But how has it been uh, for you this past year? What are you doing differently? It, well, differently, I am being more intentional about my time, how I spend it, 
um, who I spend it with mm-hmm. and the outcomes that I want for some of the things that I you know spend time doing. Um, I've also done a better job with prioritizing my health mm. and my, especially mentally more than anything. Um, that pandemic brought out a few things for me. Okay. And so being real honest and present with where my life was right then, exactly what it, knowing what I wanted, what it wanted in the future and reevaluating some of the things that I was spending my time and energy with. Mm. So um, there are some activities I let go of doing and um, some people I stopped talking with, mm. um, you know, just taking care of it, better care of myself and knowing that even as the world opens back up, um, still being mindful of that so that I don't let all the distractions stop me from being able to still take care of myself and check in. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that during the pandemic, you were able to really focus more on yourself, a lot of less running and hustling and bustling and running around. You were really honing in on your craft. Were you able to do that? So I did have the time and opportunity to do that, but I also personally um, suffered some tragedy. So I really spent the time just allowing myself to grieve and to Mm, heal. Um, And during that time, I actually didn't even know if I wanted to continue recording. Really? Or singing, period. Really? Sometimes life hits you hits you so hard. You're just like, I don't want to do anything I love. I got you. It makes you question everything. Mm. And so I didn't know what music looked like for me after the pandemic. And, um, but, you know, I'd still purchased recording equipment because, you know, once the studios and everything shut down, I was like, I got to get these songs yeah. out somehow. Yeah. So, um, you know, I invested in recording equipment, but it sat in the box for about three months before I even opened it. Wow. Um, so, but, you know, slowly but surely started writing music and now I'm working on a new project. Um, I've done a few um, songs for a few other um, DJs and um, working on some new stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was this was a a tough thing, but I'm grateful for the chance to pause. Um, Yeah. Sometimes pausing is very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you got to pause. It sounds like you were able to do that. I'm, you know, my condolences. I'm sorry about your loss, Um, but I'm glad you're here. You look great. You look wonderful. So moving forward, pushing forward. So thank you, Tasha, for that. Divinity, life during the pandemic. How has it been for you? What do you see yourself doing differently for yourself, Divinity? Everything, mm-hmm. really, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave me a chance to to put into practice some of the things that I had been speaking but not doing. Okay. Uh, namely, putting myself at the top of my priority list. Um, like Tasha said, prioritizing my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, my spiritual health mm-hmm. um, has been first and foremost during this time. Um, it, it gave me the opportunity to really dig deep and do some self-work, self-reflection and establish some routines that I'm still sticking with that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I have to mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. because it's what's, it's what's keeping me where I need to be and, and getting me closer to where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, meditation and journaling and affirmations and prayer and all the things, all the things mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Your yeah. divinity mm-hmm. for ladies and gentlemen is a busy woman on clubhouse. Let me tell you that she is a busy person. She's doing 
uh, motivations, meditations, meet me on the mat with yoga. She yeah, is, yeah, you yeah. are doing it all in Clubhouse, girl. Yeah, you know, Clubhouse really, um, and for those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is an app, uh, a, so, uh, a social media app that's mm-hmm. an audio platform only. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for Clubhouse because it helped me really find my tribe. That um, room you mentioned, meet me on the mat, mm-hmm. I stumbled across it you know, randomly one morning. Um, well, no, I shouldn't even say that. I had um, come in contact with the, um, whoa, who is the leader of the room mm-hmm. um, in another room and was just like really intrigued with her message and her delivery. And when I saw that she had another room going with yoga and setting intentions for the day, I started going in and it has just continued and mm-hmm. the work has gotten deeper and deeper and I have gone higher and higher and um, I've, I found a tribe that I really feel connected to and we, we love and support each other there. And it, it really is. It has done wonders for me. That's um, amazing. I have been working with um, um, another coach also during the pandemic, mm-hmm. a transformational life coach yes. who really, really helped me because mm-hmm. I felt like I was I was really struggling with dealing with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really taking a toll on me. Right. Um, to the point where I. I I am grateful that I was aware enough to know I need to reach out to somebody and get some help. So I started going back to my therapist and I I hired a personal um, transformation coach Mm. and they helped me greatly Mm. to get to the point where I am now to be open to doing the the things that I'm doing now to to maintain um, my spiritual and mental health. So the pandemic has, you know, been, you know, like, um, a tale of two, uh, a tale of two cities. It's yeah. the best of times, the worst of times. Uh, it was great for me in so many ways, and it was terrible for me in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But I, I choose to celebrate even the the sunshine in the in the rain. Yeah, yeah. You you sound amazing, divinity. Um, Thank you. you do, you do, and you sound. It's wonderful to go into a room in clubhouse and hear you, and hear you speak, and hear you share. Um, it's very inviting. Um, the spaces you. that you're in, it's wonderful. And, and we need that. And I would recommend to anyone that's on Clubhouse in this, on that social media app that Divinity talked about and what we're talking about. If you're not in there, give it a chance, like to find people you can connect with mm-hmm. without this visual aid, right? Oftentimes we feel we got to look a certain way. And it's great to just be able to express yourself without people looking at you or having to be concerned about what you look like. And people are gravitating to you based on what comes out of your mouth. And that's the most important thing. And that's tied into Tasha's point about really not wanting people to know some of her gifts, but really wanting people to accept her for who she is and not for what she can do. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's a great space um, especially for those that are spiritual and emotional and places of worship were closed and things like that, or just reaching out to family. Some people's um, social activation was just being with their friends and they couldn't do that. So being able to express and connect through words that we speak have been so powerful on that app. So thank you so much because I feel I got to connect with you even more 
And, and yeah, and then said, I want to have this delicious woman on this show because <laughs> she's just too I'm much. Grateful. I'm yeah, grateful that you asked me to, to be a guest. I mean, you're doing phenomenal work in that space there, and you just done legendary work as a singer. And so I just was like, I just want to have you on here. I'm going to ask you this too, Divinity. When you used to tour back in the day earlier, do you think touring is going to be different for you now? If, as you, Especially when you release things with Josh Milan, you're going to be out there. You think things are going to be different for you from a touring perspective? What, what are your thoughts on touring? Um, I don't know if I would ever say that I have toured. First okay. of all, I've okay. done gigs. Okay, okay. Yeah, but a, a, a tour for me has a different connotation. It's mm. like a string yes. of gigs, like, right. you know successive. Okay. And I, I have not had that experience. So okay. first of all, I'm open to having that. Yeah. Experience. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're putting it out there. Oh, so that's what I hope will be different when, when, when things open back up a little more, get me out there. Yes. yes. Um, and the, the, with the music I'm doing with Josh, it's not, um, what I think most people would expect from me in the house industry. It's, mm-hmm. um, I've done, um, a couple of songs that are up tempo, but the majority of it is just not that. It's mm. it's a, it's more soulful. It's more um, organic. Mm. It's more stripped down, mm. and um, I, it's 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 more. I think of who I truly am at my core. So oh, I'm really right. excited about it. Ooh, that's gonna be good. That's even that's even more interesting. That's gonna be good. Come on, Divinity, and get this this music out here. Tasha, for you, touring then versus now. What is it gonna look like for you, Tosh? Um, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm really not sure. Um, I do hope you know that that we are able to do this safely. Mm-hmm. And um. Not sure what the the show dynamics are going to be because, Mm -hmm. you know, some people have uh, being so like distancing yourself from people Mm -hmm. to to go ahead and interact with somebody again. Some people will be apprehensive. Others are like, no, don't touch me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I do hope to do more of it, Um, especially with all that we've gone through. I, I don't think there's we're capable of putting out enough music, um, mm. especially when people gravitate towards that music for healing. Mm. So um, the world needs what we have to hear or what we have to say. And uh, a lot of people need to heal and they're going to use music to do that. Yeah. And I would love to be a large part of that. Yeah. Um, so I would love to get out and tour again. And yeah, hopefully. We can do it safely. Yeah, man. Listen, you said something there. You said a mouthful. Music has pulled a lot of us through. A lot of us through. Um, And shouts out to all of the artists that have kept us entertained, kept us inspired um, through Facebook, through IG, through Twitch, whatever, Mm -hmm. through Zoom. Cause we needed it. Like we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what, we didn't see the light at the end of this tunnel. We didn't know 2020 was kind of dark for a lot of us. We just didn't have any idea. And music was a healing mechanism. So you're right on that. Um, Tasha, did you have an opportunity to do a gig like a few weeks ago with, with the rest of development? Did that, did I, did I, how was that for you guys? Yeah. So that gig we did, we performed at a place in uh, Marietta mm-hmm. and it was, the place was packed hundred mm. percent sold out. Is that right? To capacity. Mm. And this was at this time, I hadn't even gotten the, the vaccine. 
Okay. So it was basically wear your mask and try to stay as far away from people as possible. Mm -hmm. It was tough. I was nervous. Um, I was really nervous. I was really concerned. And I wasn't just concerned for myself. Um, Not knowing if it really was truly safe for us. I'm like, Lord, this is a room full, especially, and I hate to make the distinction, but it's on purpose. I was like, this is a room full of black people. I don't want this to turn into something like, oh, a whole bunch of black people got together and everybody got COVID. Right. Like we weren't being responsible. Because it definitely wasn't the case. But you saw how hungry people were to get out. Yes. And to be around people and to to get that that love and that all the energy you get when you're around Mm -hmm. those folks. Mm -hmm. And so it was beautiful to see so many people out. Um, And at the same time, I knew I was terrified. Yeah. Of just because all I had was my mask. That was it. Mm -hmm. Um, But. After that experience, you know, people danced. They had a great time. Some people had masks on. Some people didn't. They didn't care. They just wanted the music. And at a certain point, you just let go and let life happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. So it was a beautiful experience. And then a couple weeks after that, I just got the vaccine. I was like, forget it. We're going to just do what we got to do. Yeah. And keep the music coming. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. Tasha, you seem very inspirational and motivational. How come? What, what, why are you so giving to all of us every single day with the cute smiles and the videos and the Friday and all that? <laughs> what, what, come on and tell us what, tell us what's going on. We know racism sucks. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that, but why, why are you so that way? Why are you that way? That's, that's a mm. great question. Mm. Um, I think it, I don't know. I okay. thought I knew, and I, I don't know if I know. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of it. Sometimes I need to hear some of this stuff too. So even when I share it, it's like the Lord is like, listen to what I'm telling you, child. Mm. <laughs> you too, you know. So, uh, but just wanted to share that. Like I said, I truly believe that there are so many people that are put here on this earth for a specific purpose, and too many of them have been passing without letting that purpose live. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the problems that we have in this world today, I truly believe could have been solved through some people living out their passions. And we don't know how one little thing that we do, it might seem small to us, but we don't know the ripple effect that that has on the world. Um, So it doesn't, doesn't, you know, you don't have to be this person that does this great big thing, but it's just like being yourself unapologetically every day has a larger ripple effect than what we what we even know and understand. Mm. So I truly want to show up in the world that way, especially since I've been so scared to for a long time because I was afraid of what people were going to think about me Mm. or what they were going to say. And once I realized that I had no control over either one of those things, Mm -hmm. I just learned how to not let it affect me to the point that I felt paralyzed. Right. And as long as I kept speaking and as long as I had the opportunity and the outlets to share, that's my part. Mm-hmm. And I do my piece so that when I go to bed at night, I know that I've done all I could do for that day. Yeah. And that's the rest of it is none of my business. You said it's none of my business. So I guess you being you is why we got this gratefulness is my superpower. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Is that yes. is that why is that how this came about? Talk to us about how this came about. So that was a piece 
that was a part of my healing journey. Okay. Um, so at the top of when, when everything shut down, um, in March of last year, um, I had just found out I was pregnant mm. and I was getting ready to be somebody's mama yeah. and I was super excited about yeah. it. Um, and about a month afterwards, I ended up having a miscarriage mm, and I was devastated and didn't know how I was going to keep moving forward, period. Mm, right. The rest of the world was moving and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do anything. I didn't know what to do. Mm. Um, but what I started doing was just, just picking something random in front of me and expressing appreciation for that thing. Wow. I don't know why I started doing this, but it's just like, I looked at whatever was like a plastic bag, a brush, a comb, like whatever was in front of me at the time. I just started expressing gratitude for it because the more I did it, the better I felt. And the more I appreciated what I did have so that I didn't have time to focus on what I lost. And it made me feel like I have more things to keep moving forward yeah. for. Mm-hmm. So every time I would feel down and just like the, when grief would hit, I would let the tears fall. Mm-hmm. But then I started reminding myself that I'm here. Mm-hmm. You're here. These are the things you're around. These are the people you're around. Mm-hmm. This is your purpose. You have yeah. to keep moving. You have to keep going. Wow. And so cultivating a, a practice of being grateful for something every day. Mm-hmm. I decided to make the gratitude journal because I was already writing in my journal and I thought it would be a cool piece to just create it for other people who may have wanted to, to express gratitude in their life. Right. Um, and it's just, it's really changed my life totally how I view everything. Mm. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was a part of my healing process. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Tasha. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Divinity. You too. Same question. You seem very inspirational and motivational. Tell me why. Why do you share now? Why are um, you so giving in that space? First, let me just send some some extra love to, to Tasha, Tasha right now. Thank yeah. you for being so so vulnerable and transparent yes. and sharing your story. Mm-hmm. And gratitude. If, for those who know, gratitude can it, change everything. Come on, so, come on. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Um, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that that's just who I am, Michelle. Yeah. I don't think that it's, I think I, I've always just been this, yeah. whatever, however you interpret that I'm just me and it, it, it comes out as positive. It comes out as inspirational. I, that's always the way it's been. Mm-hmm. I've always been the, the, the nurturer, the mama, the, you know, come tell me all about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here for you person. And um, now, as I'm, I'm realizing more and more that it's it's a gift. It's a I'm, I'm a vessel, yes. and I'm grateful to be mm. used. Um, um, I I have really opened up to that, and just just I speak what what I I'm given. Mm-hmm. I speak what's in my heart, mm-hmm. and like Tasha said, um, a lot of times it's it's things to minister to myself. But I know I'm not the only person feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so I want to share so that other people who may be feeling what I'm feeling or haven't experienced what I've experienced can can get a, you know, a little bit of sunshine. So I just it's it's who I am. It's who I've always been. And I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's who I'll always be. And we're thankful for that because um, Divinity, you are beautiful. And you matter. (laughs) 
and 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 I believe in you. Right. So tell us, tell the people about this project, the little bit project. Could you just the share bit project. about yes, what this it's, is? It's my baby is my nonprofit organization. And um, I started it with those cards that you're holding, yes, those ma'am. those little affirmation I got cards. These in Greece. My, yes, ma'am. my goal was to just spread love, yeah. just spread love and positive energy. So um, I got some printed and I gave some to some friends that were traveling and they would take them and they take pictures with them in different places and leave them different places. And um, I got uh, Instagram going and the website going and people started requesting them. And so now at this point, there are a little bit cards on every continent, but Antarctica. I'm really, really, really proud of of the beach. And um, and it just makes me feel good to know that. Something that my energy is an integral part of is making someone else feel good. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. One of my cards is getting a little raggedy because I kept it in my purse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, Michelle, the point is to like keep a couple for yourself and to to give a couple away. So oh. you hold on to those and I will send you some. More. OK, thank you, because I got these one in Greece and I've held on to them and I keep them on my desk at work and, and yeah. at at my house and I was like, believe and you are beautiful and you matter. And I think these are beautiful because sometimes you're absolutely right. I do need these reminders. We do need these reminders because we forget. Um, and even this morning in celebrating today, I was like, does this, is, does this matter? Is this making a difference? You know what I mean? But we question our gifts. I I say that to say, sometimes we question our gifts and I think that's part of the process in keeping us humble Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. keeping the integrity and in lo- aligned and yeah. not getting bigger than getting big in your head, but just always and always wanting to do better. Right. Trying to figure out, I got this, but how can I make it better? How can I reach more? Or yeah. maybe it's not even so much more. How can I make sure that the messaging remains effective? Right. Mm-hmm. I think exactly. that's what it is, too. So that's why I think these are beautiful. And it's great that you ladies bring a sense of integrity to the artistic space. Right. You're singers, you're beautiful women, but you have things that ground you. And it's very important. And oftentimes we don't remember those things. We forget. We see the lights and the, the accolades and the singing and, and all that. But everybody has things that they're dealing with privately. And I thank you, ladies, for just being transparent and sharing what you do to make sure that you're still on point and that, you know, things go off the rails from time to time. But you have things in place that helps you to get back to what's important for you. Right. And it's and we used to think that was selfish as black women, but it's it's strategic (laughs) self-care. It is self-care. We are. This is self-care, putting ourselves first before we are able to do anything else for anyone else. All right. Mm -hmm. So that that I just wanted to just bring that out about the little bit project. Thank you for doing that. Tasha, you over there. Tasha made it. Is that right? What Tasha making over there? I saw some things going on on Instagram. You cutting and carving and doing some stuff. (laughs) Tasha, what are you doing over there? Did you make the earrings you're wearing today? You know, I did. did. Yes, she did. Yes, I I got... Listen, I got mine. I get compliments on these babies every time... Every time I wear them and there's some young lady in the community that has the same pair as these. Mm-hmm. And we just point at each other and say, Tasha made it. 
Yeah. So we listen, I get compliments on these babies all the time. What, how did you get into the space of making earrings and other things? How did you get there? So I've been, when it comes to like rocking jewelry and like funky colors and all that stuff, that's something I'd always been interested in. But when I started touring with Arrested Development, mm. I was like, y'all in front of a bunch of people. I was used to doing, you know, a couple of <laughs> people at a show or whatever. I was like, it's a lot of people. So with our outfits and stuff, we put a lot of, um, you can wear like, you know, denim and mix in African prints and all kinds of stuff. And so when I was getting prepared for that Australia tour, I started uh, putting my clothes together. I was painting on denim. And um, then I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to have a pair of earrings to match this. And so I made that. And then we went on tour. I got so many compliments. When I got home, I was like, we about to make this a business because people were wanting the earrings right off of me after we got off stage. They didn't care if they were sweaty or whatever. (laughs) They wanted them. So I started designing jewelry and it was an extension of me being able to help someone else feel confident. Mm. hoping that they do get a bunch of compliments and hoping that when they put them on, they instantly smile and that they're having fun and they just, they enjoy their life, whatever that means for them. Yeah, it does. It's, it's doing the trick. And so I appreciate these. These are beautiful earrings and, and I look at them on Instagram. You got a great selection out there and we're going to talk about how people can get at that. But I want to talk about the other thing that you're passionate about. Racism sucks. Yes. No. Yes. Talk to us about that, Tasha, and how was that birth and why? Yes, so that was a movement that I started in 2014, and it was out of sheer frustration. Um, we were starting to see more proof of, you know, police, uh, black, basically black people being killed at the hands of police. Right. And it was it was so in front of our faces. And yet at the time, there were still people who didn't believe that it was a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, it's something within the African-American community. We've known it all of our lives. We've grown up with it. Our parents have grown up with it. It's I mean, it's literally a generational issue that we've been talking about for so long. And now, thanks to technology and more people basically having the power to be their own reporters, we're starting to see more of it. Mm-hmm. And so now more and more people cannot deny that it was an issue. Mm-hmm. So I really I was just I wanted to create a song around it and the lyrics for some reason were not coming but that whole message of just racism sucking just that that stuck with me and I was going to use something a little bit stronger mm. but um I was talking I remember talking to my grandfather about it and he said no he was like the two words you want to use are both very strong by themselves pick one so I went with racism sucks and mm. um that movement picked up really fast. And those t-shirts are represented literally on every continent, which mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for, except Antarctica. I don't think people live there. Once you can get, you know, yeah, <laughs> but they're everywhere. And it's a gentle reminder yeah. because the other problem was if someone was talking about it in the news, then it was the topic of discussion. But if something else happened, then the discussion stopped. And I was like, that's why these issues are still happening, because we don't consistently talk about it until we find a resolution. Mm. And I don't know how much time it takes to fix something like that. But what I do know is that if you stop talking about it, it's out of sight, out of mind, and it won't become top of mind again until somebody else dies. 
And that was a problem for me. So I wanted to keep that message. I was like, we're disrupting everyday life. So put it on a coffee mug, put it on a t-shirt, put it on a bumper sticker, wherever somebody is, just when you think life is great, we still have this issue that we need to fix. Yeah. Great message, Tasha. Great message. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Divinity, my love. We talked about the little bit project. How can people get their hands on these cards? What can we do to get more? How do we get this word out? This is really powerful stuff. Absolutely. You can go to the website, uh, www.thelittlebitproject.com. That's okay. okay. Um, And I'm also, uh, we are on Instagram at The Little Bit Project. We are on Twitter at Little Bit Pro. And on Facebook, The Little Bit Project. Mm-hmm. So once you get there, just there's a button to hit to request cards. Um, we would love a donation, but we will send you cards. Okay. So um, go right ahead and request them and I will get them out to you. Awesome. And then all I ask that you do is I usually send two of each card. And my intention, like I said, is for you to keep some love for yourself and give some love away. So um, random acts of kindness is a good way to go with these cards. You know, give them to somebody as you're walking past somebody you see maybe struggling, having a hard time, having mm, a hard day. Mm. Um, I really love to like when I go to a restaurant and I'm leaving um, payment and the tip, I leave a little bit card in the uh, in the sleeve with the tip or nice. I leave it on a, someone's window. Um, their um, windshield wiper or right. in a lady's bathroom on the mirror. Mm-hmm. Just random places. Um, and you never know what impact you will have on someone's day just by doing that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Divinity, especially when we come from um, spaces within our own where we were insecure or we might have felt a deficit. And we know now to articulate those things to other people by extending a compliment. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. You're so kind. You know, those type of things, a warm smile, you know, a wink for agreement just to kind of connect with people has like opened up lanes, you know, because now you have this energy of human connection happening between strangers and which is which is what you want, which is what you want. Now, you talked about your project with Josh. You got any other things in the pipeline? We talk, we, we're doing something with Josh. We coming for at jazz. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that we, we want to put in the atmosphere that we want to do? We want to work with Tasha. We, we want to sing um, with know, Tasha. There's some, uh, there's some other things that I have um, recorded that have not been released yet. So I will okay. let those, those people remain nameless and just say that um, I look forward to those things being released. Yes. Um, I have a few things down the pipe coming down the pipeline. Uh, so, okay. Um, yeah. Busy year. It's gonna be a busy year. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. I can't give any dates you or can. anything. All right. Just know all that right. It's on the way. All right. All right. As long as you're working, you're smiling, you're doing the things that you want to do, then I'm happy for you. We're just gonna be leaning in on your social media platform, just like this. We're gonna be leaning in. For release dates and looking and peeking and trying to understand when things are going to be released. So that's a good thing. Good to know about that. Where can people find you, Divinity? Where can they find you? We know about the Little Bit Project, but where can they find you? Yeah, um, I'm on uh, Facebook, um, Divinity, and I am on Instagram, at Divinity. Mm -hmm. Twitter, I think it's Divinity Divine. I'm on TikTok, it's Divinity Divine. And um, I think that's all for my social media. Okay. You TikToking over there, Divinity? You TikToking? I'm TikToking. Yeah. And you know what? 
The funny thing is, like Natasha uh, uh, says something about showing up as your authentic self, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and I, I, you know, people have been sending me TikTok videos and you see the trends and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really interested in TikTok. And she said, well, why don't you just get an account so that if you decide you want to start posting things, your your name is already taken care of and mm-hmm. nobody else has it. I'm right. Like, OK, I'll do that. So as I'm watching these videos, I'm like, OK. What I'm not going to do is a routine to up. I'm not going to do anybody's routine to body, yaddy, yaddy. That's not me. So let me get on TikTok and be who I am. And so that's where Divinity Speaks came from. <sighs> so that was those were the first videos that I started doing on TikTok. And so now if you look at my TikTok, it's a switch up between Divinity Says, which are inspirational yes. speaking videos, mm-hmm. and workout videos, which are an inspiration all on their own. Yeah. So that, that's that's what my TikTok is comprised of. I see you, girl. I see you. I be leaning in when you see when, you, when Divinity Speaks. I'm like, yeah, she's dropping some. <laughs> gyms over there and then when you're in the gym I'm like I didn't do that when I went I feel like I need to go back and go do something <laughs> yes you are getting it thank you so much Davini I appreciate it thanks Tasha you where can people find you well before I get there what are you working on you got some projects you're working on um, right now I'm working on another project to release with Quantize. It'll be a full, full length project. You know what? You know what? Let one. me just interject. I'm not even going to mess with you with the Quantize yeah. because we're not even going to skate over this. You were ranked number what in 2020 on the charts? Oh, yes. Hello. Trackstorks named me the number one vocalist for 2020. Can you say that again and lean back so we can see your shirt as you're saying it? Say, say oh, it let again. Me, let me do it right. Trackstorks <laughs> named me the number one vocalist of 2020 in my real chick yes. rock. Come voice. on, girl. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Let me tell you something. Every time I turn on the radio... Uh, internet radio, hands on. You're on all the time. How many? You got so many singles out and remixes and hot shot this and yeah, yeah, yeah. You over here doing this and that, girl. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I tell you, sometimes I feel like I'm the, the captain of team too much, but we just do it all. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna put out some more stuff with Quantize, Quantize. Yeah, Quantize. Yep, we'll be uh, putting something out. I'm not sure exactly when this album will be done. Um, I'm in the middle of recording about three songs right now, so um, wow. hopefully I'll have those done soon. But um, but yeah, just working on releasing new music and um, working on a book. Mm. Um, and we'll see what else. Is I'm that, pretty sure there's something else. There's earrings every day. I'm literally for 2021. I'm making a new pair of earrings every day and posting about them. Wow. And the whole purpose of doing it is just to walk in the reality that creativity is all around us. It's abundant. And even when we feel stuck or we don't know where else, what else to do, there's something there for us to create and we just have to keep pushing past it to do it. So I know I felt stuck a lot. And so I did this again. This is totally selfish. I'm doing this for me to prove to myself that creativity is always there. Did you, did you design those pictures behind you? I did. (laughs) I feel like I told you I'm doing too much. (laughs) And I got another one over on the table that's almost done. I'm like, I did. You're doing it on your own. You're not going to sip and paint parties. You're doing this on your own. 
Nope, I just do it on my own. I sip in my in my house. You <laughs> sip in, in your house. You just you doing a lot, girl. Where where can the people find you? Not only for Tasha made it for the earrings, but Tasha, mm-hmm. the singer. Come on, where can people find you? So the best place to go is Instagram. Mm. I am on there at Miss Tasha Larae. That's M S. T-A-S-H-A-L-A-R-A-E. Um, I do have a website. It is being um, updated, so I'm not even going to share that. But if you find it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got my producer laughing. <laughs> I am working on it. Don't judge me. It ain't bad, but it ain't right. <laughs> but yes, I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. And um, I'm also on Twitter and uh, <sighs> Facebook. Um and all it's it's all Tasha Lorray. Um so yeah, that's the best place. And then for the jewelry um on Instagram, I'm at Tasha Made It. All right, awesome. Ladies, I want to thank you both for your time. This was a fun, informative hour. Thank you so much. I am so glad you ladies had time to spend with me this afternoon because today was a special day for me and I just wanted to celebrate and just laugh and joke and learn more about you two ladies and just thank you for everything that you do. You know, from an inspirational, motivational perspective, you inspire us, you motivate us, and then you bless us with your voices. And so thank you so much. Ladies, I appreciate you both. Thank you for having me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is my time. Um, But before I leave for today, there's a couple of things I just got to say. I want to say thank you again to um, look at the beautiful flowers at my thank you. Thank you. Status network team. They gave me flowers today um, and balloons. balloons. I, I brought myself <laughs> said I'm going to celebrate myself. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have a good time. But um, I want to seriously, I want to thank everybody that has taken time to listen to me and come in and dial in and, you know, check out the podcast, go to YouTube, have listened to us live, put comments in, like, share, saw me in the street, said good show, sent me a text, slid in my DM for the past five years. Um, I can't believe it's been five. It feels like a year, maybe two. We've had some really good, uh, insightful conversations here with some wonderful people. Um, I can't even thank them all, but I'm going to try. Thank you all my guests, um, artists, people, professionals that took the time to come and, and share with me for the past five years. I appreciate you so much. I want to thank all the listeners that have been listening and checking me out for the past five years and encouraging me to keep going. So thank you so much. I, I couldn't do this without you. I want to thank uh, my mentor who constantly keeps me moving and thinking out of the box. Couldn't, couldn't be here without that, um, mentoring. So thank you so much. And I want to thank some of the people that, um, kind of got me started and they didn't even know that they did because I just admired what they were doing. Um, that's slow-mo media team, um, doing their podcast. I used to be quote, part of their studio audience and was blessed to be on their show a couple of times. Thanks to Regina Sunshine, who invited me to be a guest on her show. And that opened the door to the instinct family then, which is now status network now. So thank you, Regina, for allowing me to be a guest on your show. Thanks to, um, Fonda Clayton and Johnny Cornegay for the brainstorming session, the vision board session we had in 2016 in January, which actually helped me birth the the tenacity to have this platform and to do this, to go out and do this show. I couldn't do it without you guys. So I wanted to thank you because five is a big year. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, being from 
uh, New York, I, I, I said I was going to save this outro for my very last show. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, by the, before I leave, for those of you that want to find me, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, check out the website, realchicksrock.com. Uh, YouTube channel, subscribe so you don't miss. Thank you. Um, today's show was powered by Hot Ice Live. Hot Ice Live is our uh, sponsor for today. Go check that show out. We got a show coming up uh, April 24th which is next Saturday, Spring Soul. It's the Outdoor Music Festival, and it's going to have my friend here. Tasha LeRae is going to be one of the singers. We got Algera. We have Philippia. We also have um, the Marketplace being managed and run by Camille Morrison. Sounds provided by Rev Lee. It's going to be outdoors. I'm going to be there. We're going to make sure, you know, masks. Bring your mask. Come on. We're going to take temperatures. It's going to be outdoors. It's going to be great because you guys are itching to get out. So it'll be in a safe space. going to be great music, great musicians, great time. Come on out. So go online, uh, Eventbrite to get your tickets. You can DM me if you want more information. Go check me out on Instagram. Go follow and subscribe to Hot Ice Live for more details because that is something that they do very, very well. They've been doing it for years. Hot um, live entertainment for you to enjoy. Come be a part of the experience. So thank you, Hot Ice Live, for sponsoring this show today. Um, I was going to say that what I typically do, I was going to say this was going to be my outro for the very last show. Very last show, whenever that was going to be. I don't know when that's going to be. Jack's looking nervous, my producer. I, I don't know when my last show is going to be. I'm going to keep riding this until the wheels fall off. But I decided because um, growing up in the Bronx in New York, I listened to this gentleman every single day, Monday through Friday. His name was uh, Mr. Frankie Crocker. And he was on a radio station called WBLS 107.5 FM. And he brought music to us that we did not hear before. And he created a synergy and a vibe in New York City that we we just never forget. And he was a radio personality that I said, if I ever got into radio, I would love to be something similar like him. Okay, well, it's not what I had um, I wanted to do all the way. I do love music. That's never going to change. This is more of a talk radio uh, format than it is playing music, but I want to pay homage to him and I'm going to pay homage to him every time I end my show. And one of the things that Mr. Crocker would say is, may you live to be a hundred and I live a hundred minus a day. So I never have to know that beautiful people like yourself had passed away. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in today for today. That's my time. I'm going to ask that you be well and take care and continue to rock on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.